gamers, you're listening to Where Do We Game From Here, a podcast where we don't review games, we understand them. I'm your host, Andrew Colicott, a.k.a. Not So Much. Joining me is, well, we have the band back together, Ty McGinnis, a.k.a. Glass Ninja. I return, and I bring sickness. <laughs> and Rob Korea, a.k.a. Ragnog. Hey, guys. And of course, we are joined by special guest, our favorite guest, Bobby Harris, a.k.a. Mr. Big Guns. In sickness or in health, I'll be here to annoy you. <laughs> I'm just glad. I, I'm just glad I got your name right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear, uh, uh, Ty, that you're not feeling super awesome. But uh, you know, bear, bear with us while we get through. No problem. Or we should bear with you. We'll figure it out as we go along. We're talking uh, Video Game Awards Part Two. Uh, we're happy, Ty, to have you join us uh, this episode because. Uh, you know, we were looking forward to your input. So um, those of you who listened to the last episode, we went down the half of the list, the first half of the list of the video game awards. And uh, we thought we'd get through most of it in the first episode. But of course, you know, as discussion grows, it takes a little bit of time. But let's uh, let's circle back. Uh, we won't go through the whole list again, but we will circle back to game of the year because that's probably like the biggest category of the awards. And we want to get Ty's thoughts on it. So game of the year, uh, the five games... Up are uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Persona 5, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, there is a discussion to be had about whether or not one of the games belongs in this category, but first, Ty, I'd like to throw it to you to tell us what game you would like to see win of the ones that you've played, and I'd like to, to know which one you think will win. Uh, well, I mean, question one, everyone already knows. I voted for Breath of the Wild. Like I said, that that game was the first game in a very long time that made me feel like I did when I was a kid. Like that sort of sense of adventure and, and yada, yada, yada. What do I think will win, though? I, uh, I'm actually putting my money on Mario Odyssey. Only because it just came out, it's got a lot of hype, and it's on everyone's mind which I think are not insignificant factors in what is going to win. Um, however, it is possible Breath of the Wild could take it, though very unlikely. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, everything that was nominated deserves to be there. Like, absolutely. Okay. Like, that... I could probably think of a few games that I would also like to throw up there that would probably cause pandemonium, but that's okay. Because I'm, I'm one of, I'm one of a handful of, of individuals who actually thought Mass Effect Andromeda was a good game, but whatever. And actually, just real quick, Ty, what category do you think Andromeda falls into? Is it action or is it RPG? It's, it's kind of a mixture of both, right? Uh, it's more action. The RPG elements are pretty muted. Mm, okay. There's not an action RPG category. No, hmm. I, I think some games might serve double duty in those categories, depending on, on how they are. But we'll have to take a look because uh, after we cover this, we'll look at some of the, the game awards for each individual category and we can talk about it at that moment. All right. So just a question for you, Ty. Did you have you played Persona 5? No, I haven't. Yeah, it, it's just it's not the type of game I'd even think about playing. So it kind of it's a game that always gets a lot of hype. And I've played some of the other Persona games, and I'm going to be honest, I don't really understand the appeal, because they're basically just like, Bobby, help me out here, what's the name of that um, game for the Dreamcast that everyone loved that was basically like a real-life simulator? Shenmue. You know what? Shenmue, yeah. 
people love that game. And I played it and I was like, wow, this is a game about doing things that I can do if I walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, but Ty. Just with some internet. You, you just, well, you only have to push a button to lift the box if you're doing it on the video game. You actually have to use your muscles to lift the box if you do it in real life. It's totally different. Oh, that's true. And, and I'm getting pretty good at the box lifting, so I can relate. As a young child um, with ADHD, I will say that Sonic the Hedgehog was a game that was real life for me. <laughs> That's fair. It just it moved at the speed of my brain at the time. So, <laughs> well, still on the top of game of the year, though, I actually do want to bring something up, which is um, you guys. If I'm hopefully not misquoting, you are all in agreement that PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds doesn't deserve to be on this list. Well, we looked at we looked at both sides, right? We tried to make the argument for both. I pers- you're right. I personally feel it does not belong, uh, and and the reason and the reasons are that it's an unfinished game and it's early access, and therefore shouldn't fit the criteria to be game of the year at all, right? To be considered, I think it should be fully released, and then then we'll talk. Uh, however. Right, that we did acknowledge that it has broken records. It's being played quite significantly, and I guess for that reason they put it up for consideration. So I'm dying to know what you think about it, though. Well, here's here's my opinion. It's an unfinished game, and the only caveat to my uh, to my thinking would be that if the released game is worse than the unfinished game, which is a possibility. However, uh, I don't have any evidence to support that as being true because every update has actually made the game superior so far. So the reason why I think... I don't think it should win, but I think it... Like, maybe it deserves at the very least an honorable mention. Because, I mean, I think it should be up there anyways because it is actually a phenomenon. This is a genre-creating game, right? This is a game that didn't necessarily invent the genre, but it's the one that put it in the spotlight and is now going to spawn, you know, 20, 30 games in its likeness. And it did that in a form that's not complete. I would argue, I would argue, Ty, that, you know, uh, with Steam Greenlight Project and early access as prevalent as it is these days, you could have a category best early access game and you'd put it there. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. You could do that, and that would be an easy option. And honestly, if they just wanted to make a rule, no early access games at all, that's fine. Uh, the issue is that like most AAA games coming out are not finished either. We're, we're getting into this weird, muddled territory where not finishing a game is sort of becoming the norm. Granted, everything else on this list is a done game. And has probably got a leg up over other games because it was finished, right? Like, there was nothing wrong with Zelda, there was nothing wrong with Mario, there was nothing wrong with Horizon Zero Dawn. When those games were released, they were finished. They were complete games. But it's not an uncommon practice to just leave things as buggy and, and you know, patch it later sort of stuff. So the water's getting very murky in terms of what is considered an actual finished game and what is not. We haven't really set that precedent yet. Right. As long as we haven't, that's why I'm I'm saying that like Horizon Zero got uh, Player Unknown's Battleground. It still operates f- perfectly fine as a game, and not only that, <laughs> I've sunk a lot of hours into it. 
right? This year, I've sunk hundreds of hours into it. So just because it hasn't been officially released, at what point is it determined that it could be? Because if they had released that, if they had said, this game is not in early access, this is a finished game, you know, like two months after the early, like maybe after like the big lag patch came in that fixed most of the latency, that would have been an acceptable quality game by today's standards. You know what I mean? That That's why, that's why it, it's... I'm not saying it's a clear-cut example of a game that should be considered, but I'm saying that given today's gaming standards, it definitely qualifies as a finished game. Uh, which, okay. Well, they, they've, they've done everything but just say it's not in early access anymore. Uh, so, so never mind the discussion or the question whether it deserves to be there. Do you think, compared to the four other games in the category, that it is game of the year? No, and that's why this discussion is kind of pointless or or moot. Like it, it's it doesn't deserve game of the year. Uh, it it probably sh- it probably deserves like I would say uh, what is it best multiplayer game for sure. Which, but um, it's not game of the year material. Okay, like it didn't blow my mind, so- but. The fact that it was nominated, I think, is deserving because it did have a big impact on gaming this year. And, and putting aside, like, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a statement like, you know, we should just, you know, always in, in include or like if they want to make a rule about not including early access, that's perfectly fine. But because we haven't reached that point yet, I'm okay with the fact that the game is there. Uh, okay, well, again, like you're right, you have to acknowledge the impact it's had, but I don't think that is necessarily because don't they have a category? They have a category called big imp- biggest impact, you know, new breakout game or something similar to that, right? But listen, no games for games for impact is different. Yeah, games for impact is slightly different. That's more of like that. That's those like uh, oh, the games that give you feels. Yeah, games that give that's you right. Feels, we, yeah. we we talked about that last episode. I was there, honestly. <laughs> I'm not, it's not like a new host is rolled out <laughs> off the production line. <laughs> Drewbot, activate. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this, is that the game of the year is most, like of the year is most often the flagship award. You know, when you look at the Oscars, you know, best motion picture is like the, the you know, the number one that you're going for. Album of the year in the music, Grammys you know, it's it's the flagship award. When you're looking at science or something similar, like Lifetime Achievement Award is a flagship award. And you want your awards to have prestige, to mean something. And so I would I would like to think that, you know, yes, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is very popular. It's got a lot going for it despite being early access, but you need to have a strong list of criteria to maintain the prestige of an award like Game of the Year. That's not a small deal. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And and in my opinion, including Player Unknown's Battlegrounds just kind of, well, it's a fucking free for all. You know, just anything that's remotely popular can, you know, throw it up there. And so I just I feel it cheapens it a little bit. And that's why I would mm, like see... I would like to say Finish your game, release it, and then we'll talk. That's all. See, you're approaching it from the other end. I'm approaching it from the sense that this is a game that is technically not finished, but is still so good that it qualifies as Game of the Year. This is not a reflection on the Game Awards. This is a reflection on the people making PUBG, because it is that good, right? 
Think of another multiplayer game that we've played more than PUBG this year. Maybe even the last couple of years. I can't. And it hasn't been as consistently fun. Hey, speak you know for, what I mean? Speak for yourself. I'm, I'm hitting Minesweeper online really hard. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? That, that's fair point. It's fair considered. We're going to see what happens. So uh, at the time of this recording, in 12 days, on the 7th of December, uh, the awards are going to happen. So I think what we should do is, if we can, the four of us will will watch the awards um, and... You know, we'll we'll live tweet it too. I think that'll be kind of fun. But you know, and then we'll after we'll definitely record an episode after the awards, and we'll talk about it, and we'll see how we did, right? Kind of a compare contrast to see, you know, uh, where where the re- voting results stacked up, and uh, we'll we'll see because it you know it's not up to me, it's not up to Ty. It's going to be up to the fifty one votes from the panel, like the different media outlets, and it's going to be up to the ten percent of uh, online voters, the fans, right? And we'll see how that goes. Okay, uh, so let's let's finish off the list uh, in this part two. Um, Rob, this is a category I've been excited to hear about because you're our uh, a resident VR specialist. Um, you're you're real, a real person, but uh, you exist a lot of, in virtual reality. You're the most experienced of all of us, as you have an HTC Vive at home. Uh, why don't you tell us about the the VR category? Yeah, so the nominations for this category we have uh, for the best VR or augmented reality game uh, super hot star trek bridge crew lone echo farpoint and resident evil 7 so personally i think i'd have to give this to super hot it's just a really clean game all the controls felt really good i'm a little disappointed in super hot's newest control scheme they took away how gripping objects worked and now it's kind of awkward so i almost don't know if i should just invalidate it just for that because it's really a big part of the game that they kind of messed up and i mean they should have at least given the option to flip between the two control styles i i think probably what's going to take this category is is star trek bridge crew the only problem with that is you can sometimes get paired with some trolls who will just mess up your game but i mean you're gonna find that any in any multiplayer experience so <laughs> are you on the internet it's happening yeah exactly i honestly haven't tried resident evil 7 vr yet and i don't know that i ever would or would want to because i would probably just poop myself like horror games and vr are a kind of a different cup of tea i love horror games they are on console and pc but in vr it's not like it's kind of messed up <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're right because your 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 brain is tricked into thinking that things are close up to you, right? And if you turn around and there's something there and it startles, like it startles you, like you kind of recoil back and people fla- lash out with their hands in as a, in a unconscious react subconscious reaction and you nail a wall and break. That's how controllers are broken. You oh don't want God. that to happen. I'm, I'm thinking about the little girls room and and oh Resident God. Evil doing oh that God. VR. No, that'd be pretty bad. Nope. That was the only part of that game that really got to me. Everything else was pretty much like, eh, I'm okay. I think probably also if the when you go into the the basement when you first kind of encounter those like the creatures or whatever, it's oh, all like, like black on the wall and yeah, the goo creatures. Yeah, I don't the, the, what the goo called. stuff. Star Star Trek Bridge Crew is something I wish the four of us could play. But I mean, it, it's not prohibitively expensive, but it's really difficult to, you know, get the setup everyone would need to have it, right? 
it'd be tough tough to do yeah it's actually an interesting point also is that uh bridge crew is probably one of the most expensive vr games you can get i mean it's by ubisoft and it's basically like a triple a title release i think it's 59.99 or 69.99 you know as compared to like super hot which i think is 32 dollars or something and and most vr games are pretty cheap I don't know why they called it Star Trek Bridge Crew. They should have called it Star Trek colon everyone's fantasy because we've all wanted to be on the bridge and like control a starship, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Any any self-respecting Star Trek fans had a well, know, captain's chair fair, fantasy I, or two? I always wanted to be on the bridge of a Klingon warbird, so mine's a little different. Well, then, that's just because Bobby and I, I was gonna say, got close to that with Star Trek Online. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, though, I, yeah, I was going to agree with Ty. I was going to say mine was going to be a little bit different because I'd prefer to be Klingon, but. Federation. Okay. Federation well, there's, is there's like a sequel right there. The Alliance of World of Warcraft. You want to roll Horde every time. I don't know. The Horde doesn't have any Night Elves, so sorry. <laughs> so I haven't played in so long. I just I, I always enjoyed my night elves. Oh, I always right, enjoyed guys, the night uh... death animation. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and the Federation death animation. That's my fan fiction. Uh, Star Trek yeah, there are there are ships exploding while we're just barely decloaking. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, if the decloak hasn't even finished yet, and the Federation ships are already in pieces. It's just a nacelle spinning by. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, Bobby, take us down uh, for the next category, if you would. Best action game for the best game in the action game focused on combat. Let's see. We've got Prey. Was this Neo? We've got Destiny 2. We've got Cuphead, and we've got Wolfenstein 2. Uh, question... Why is Horizon Zero Dawn not in this category, but instead in the best action adventure category? Because there's no puzzle solving in Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> no, there's not. But at the same time, I think one of the reasons Horizon Zero Dawn was so good is because it did kind of force you to think and approach combat differently than the normal action genres where you just point pull out your strongest weapon and shoot at the head, uh, which was not always the strategy you wanted to go with in Horizon. So it, the, although there wasn't a puzzle, I'd say there were more strategic elements to the game and combat than, yeah, but than normal. That doesn't sound like it qualifies as not being an action game. It just sounds like that's combat being done correctly. You know what I mean? That's a good question. I, I mean, I like we could debate what does action adventure mean. Well, according no, to this, it's fine. Let Let's go through the category because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have some caveats when we do these two. Okay. So well, so 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 going now. back to the category we're on best action game, I I don't really have much to say because I've only played one of them, of the five, and that's Destiny Two. And I, I, I like Destiny, to fun. I, I couldn't give it best action though, honestly. And no, God, admittedly, no. I haven't played all of these games either. Um, I have seen some of them streamed, 
and you know the ones i've had the most fun watching the one i was most engrossed in the action while observing uh was it's probably a toss-up between wolfenstein and neo actually for me um but i might lean a little bit more towards wolfenstein and i I think wolfenstein kind of gets me invested in the combat uh and the action in the same way like doom does like like you want the enemy to die and you like you know they've set them up as nazis right so of course you want the nazis to to get punished and so they're constantly delivering that in as many great ways as possible and it just keeps you invested in you know how the next enemy is going to die uh and that really keeps me invested in the action that's something cuphead doesn't do like cuphead's very artistic and i mean sure it's maybe an action game but it the it, it's different in this sort of arcadey way as opposed to like an action movie, which is something I'd say Wolfenstein falls into for me. Fair enough. Robbie, you've played Cuphead. Um, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I really like Cuphead. I I don't know that it stands up in this category. Is there no platformer category? It. I, I don't even know that it belongs in a platformer category like uh, cuphead is literally i mean there's a couple platforming levels maybe like five or six well, but it, like 80 percent of the game bullet hell yeah 80 well, percent of the game hell, is basically. like you're in one screen fighting a boss right like that's 80 percent of the game so cuphead doesn't belong in this category it instead belongs in best game from <laughs> world war ii era propaganda animation that's where it belongs <laughs> well i uh this or shooter like best shooter so i would give it to that this category is so weird yeah it really is there's the choices are kind of weird well half half of like half of these games are they're good for reasons that have nothing to do with action (laughs) well that that's yeah again i I wish we had played all five so that we could kind of you know talk about it because i mean i mean the the category itself is very clear right for the best game in action genre focused on combat so combat is the criteria and you know destiny 2 i mean like it's not a slouch like it's pretty solid as far as gameplay goes um well i mean uh, to be fair i think prey neo and destiny 2 fit the bill wolfenstein has action in it but uh from everything that i've seen and i've heard and having played the first one the gameplay is secondary to what to the story the story is where that game really stands out and cuphead like it's a good action game but it i don't know if i would classify it as an action game it almost needs to be it almost needs to be in a separate category with like near uh near autonoma like kind of like a bullet hell i guess well well near has some sections of it that are bullet hell but it, it the game itself is mostly a third person uh, action action game a nice one uh, okay. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Like, I, I love. I love. I do. I really do love the fact that we're debating the categories because you know, like, you have that big council of people who like decide on how the the awards are distributed and what games get nominated and stuff. So it's it's very interesting to see, and it'll, I'm sure there'll be upsets too in terms of like who who wins and you know why why people were thought thought that they would win. So. But so just before we move on from this category, I don't know if you're about to move on though. But uh, I, oh, I was, yeah. was going to say, uh, for for my pick of which one I would think would win this category, um, I'm probably leaning towards Neo. 
But like I said, I I personally kind of like the um, uh, Wolfenstein for this category. Okay. I, I can't really give you one way or the other because I've only played one game. So it'd be fair for me to make a judgment call. See, I kind of agree with Ty. You know, I would have liked to see Andromeda in this category. The combat in Andromeda is like fantastic and the whole like switching profiles and stuff mid fight like that added a kind of a yeah, whole other you know what? layer to combat that was very interesting and that's true like wolfenstein should be taken out and andromeda should be taken in andromeda in the video game community is a pariah and that's why it's not there oh my god there's yeah, a stigma behind it no like it, i, I agree but that's stupid because the actual design of the combat in andromeda is like a gold standard in my opinion like it was really well done well, but, like, listen... We're not giving it, it an it, award for animations here. We're giving it an award for, you know, combat. <laughs> what, do they, what do they say? Best... Best game in the action genre based on common. Focused on combat, which that game definitely had it nailed down. Well, if you're going to put player player unknowns Battlegrounds as game of the year, then nothing matters. So just put anything anywhere you want. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just causing trouble for trouble's sake. All right, guys. So for the sake of time, let's move on. Uh, best action adventure game. So def the definition for that is for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. That's not how I would design action adventure. I mean, I think of it as action that takes you on an adventure. You know, Mario Odyssey, I would think, belongs there. Horizon Zero Dawn belongs there. Actually, I think all five of these games belong based on my definition. But My guess, tie is um, traversal. That's going to be like you're climbing in Uncharted or you're climbing up walls in, in right. Zelda or you're sneaking around in uh, Horizon See, Zero okay. Dawn. Allow, allow me to engage engage caveat again because I, I, this is... I, I want Horizon Zero Dawn to be in the action category. Not because I don't think Horizon Zero Dawn fits the bill, but because I think it fits the bill of action better and would win, hands down. All the games on that list, all the games on that list, for a game based on combat, Horizon Zero Dawn beats everything this year, period. For combat, nothing comes close. That's why I think it deserves to be... Like, there, the, the big thing about uh, action-adventure should be... Uh, combining combat traversal and puzzle solving because there's no puzzle category right the puzzle solving that's the key part so this category should go to breath of the wild easily that game nails all three of those things in brilliant form which again like i i like i want zero dawn to win something because it deserves it but it's going to get edged out just because it doesn't have puzzle solving in it does that make sense? It does. It's it's possible that Breath of the Wild, as spectacular as it is, just is runaway in all the categories. Well, and it it, it shouldn't be because there are. I think it was in some where I, I don't think it'll win. But I mean, this right. one in particular, best action adventure game in particular, Breath of the Wild needs to win this because it is. This this has been uh, Breath of the Wild should be analyzed with a fine tooth comb. To, as an example of this is what an open world game needs to be like. Like, this is the new gold standard for open world adventure games. Except for because towers. It is that it, good. And there are some people that are they're kind of getting tired of seeing, like, you know, map towers in games. You know, these these giant pillars that you run. Well, that, that's fine. And it, it, made, it made sense in context of the game. But you could remove them. You could just have, like, a fog of war that, you yeah. know, gets uncovered. But otherwise, like... 
Like that as a concept is only bad in in because we've seen it too many times, not because it's a bad design decision. Right. Gotcha. I agree with that. Uh, for those of you just joining us, for those of you just joining us, uh, we're four game lawyers, video game lawyers, and we're discussing <laughs> the merits of each of the video game award categories. I'm sorry, Drew. I, I I'm more interested in discussing why games are in the categories than actually discussing the categories. No, no, but that's fine. The I, I, I I enjoy that, and hopefully the the listeners enjoy that too, because you know, like it, it it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion. But listen, for the sake of time, I'll the, talk about the games. Or I'll, no, no. I'll list off the games. No, it's okay. I, as as host, I'm going to executive decision and say that it that discussing the merit of the category is definitely fine. If you believe that the definition is wrong, it's fine. Okay. Hundred percent. All right. So quickly, let's all four of us go down who you think what you want to win and who you want to win. I'll start. Uh, I want Horizon Zero Dawn to win, but I'm going to think that there's going to be just a wild card out there. I think Assassin's Creed is going to win. I haven't played it. Just going to throw it out there. Uh, I want Breath of the Wild to win, and Breath of the Wild is going to win. Okay, Bobby? The only thing that could beat it is Mario Odyssey. I really disagree with Ty about Odyssey, but I want Breath of the Wild to win, and I think Breath of the Wild's going to win. Okay, and Robbie? Uh, I want Zero Dawn to win, and I think Breath of the Wild's going to win. Okay, all right. So I'm going to just enjoy myself all the way to the bank when Assassin's Creed takes it away. I have no idea why. Uh, okay, uh, Bobby, next category, if you would. Best role-playing game. For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Oh, I, I know what Drew wants to win in this category. Uh, well, uh, thank that's the podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We're going <laughs> to come back next week when Gaming Hell has uh, frozen over. All right, I'm going first here. Uh, I'd say if I, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make some predictions. I'd say there's no way that Fractured Butthole is going to win it. Uh, I'd say that... We need to announce what yeah. Oh, wait, wait yeah, yeah, you're first. right. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize about that. We've got South Park, Fractured Butthole. We've got Final Fantasy. W- which one is that, Ty? Is that 37? Uh, yeah, sounds I, about right. I, I, hold on a second. Just I think. Pump the brakes. I kind of feel like you're pronouncing the game titles wrong. So go back to the first one. Oh What's my god. Okay. It's fractured butthole. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I feel they should have put a comma in there just to slow down I the speech, but that's fine. <laughs> only realized that right now. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Fractured serious. butthole. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent serious. Wow. God, you're so Canadian. Wow. <laughs> no, he's Canadian plus a dad. That like those two things combined, you just start automatically filtering out things like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, sorry, go down the list again. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Final Fantasy fifteen, uh Divinity Original Sin two, we've got Near Automata, and then we've got Persona five. Okay. So this this quite simply should be a no contest. I, I'm, yep. I, really, I wonder what people are going to say, but my guess is it's well, except for it, Bobby. my guess is it's Final Fantasy 15 that that's going to take this. But are my you... guess that everyone else right now in this room is picking is Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, there's a blood clot on a freight train straight from my brain right now. <laughs> it's on its way at maximum <laughs> speed. If if. If Final, if Final Fantasy 15 wins this category, I'm just going to like just put all my electronic devices in the snow and just disappear into the wilderness <laughs> forever because nothing matters anymore. 
Nothing matters. Here's the problem, Drew. Divinity Original Sin absolutely deserves the win here. Uh, yeah. It hands 100%. down deserves the... Like, it is... As far as an RPG, it, it did everything perfectly. There was almost nothing it could have improved in any significant amount. However, there was so much hype surrounding Final Fantasy XV. It's a series that everybody knows... And admittedly, story aside, was a pretty fun game. So, the only th- the only thing I could see edging it out, uh, only because I just don't know enough about it, might be Persona Five. South Park, everyone's like, "Oh, it feels like a South Park episode," but otherwise, the combat's like kind of eh. Near Automata, again, great game, but there's still a lot of people who haven't played it. Divinity Original Sin is in the same boat. Great game, really highly rated. A lot of people haven't played it, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Final Fantasy 15 to win. Yeah, that that's my that's my reasoning is Divinity, Near Automata, and Persona Five are just so niche that they just don't aren't gonna have the votes. That's my thinking. Uh, and that, well, remember remember this isn't open to popular true true popular just voting right. Only 10 percent of this category is going to be voted on by people, and that's going to count for very little. So the 51 votes cast by the you know quote game jury are going to matter. And I believe I have faith. I have faith, guys. Hope that that you know Divinity Original Sin on its two on its merits will succeed in this category. It could. It is actually still right now on Metacritic. It is the highest rated PC game right, of the year. Right. And and the thing is too, is like a lot of game media outlets, right, have reviewed this game and have sung its praises. So it's critically acclaimed as well. True. Maybe not as popular and has a, as big a marketing budget, but, you know, so so I, I think I think that uh, Divinity Original Sin, I want to win and will win. Rob, do you have, do you, do you, do you think it might go any other way? Yeah, I, I also want Divinity to win, but I think Bro Team Four is probably going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro Team Four. If it was called Bro Team oh Four, God. I would be like, you know what? It, it it didn't false advertise to me. I'm okay with that. Pro Team Four Nickelback Road Trip F15. <laughs> Look, Drew. If, if Final Fantasy wins, to make you feel better, I'll send you a Nickelback CD. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me laugh and just love you more, Bobby. I'd be okay with that. All right. Uh, next next category. Best fighting game for the best game designed primarily around head, head-to-head head head combat. I almost said hand-to-hand combat. Um, all right. So some of the usual suspects here. Tekken 7. I'm surprised they're only at 7. Uh, Nidhogg 2. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Injustice 2. And ARMS. Uh, you know, I have to admit that uh, not since Soul Calibur, you know, actually despite Soul Calibur, or outside of Soul Calibur, I don't really play fighting games. I've dabbled in some of the, you know, Dragon Ball arena games and stuff, which are pretty fun because I enjoy that IP. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of at a loss here. Do you guys enjoy fighters one way or the other? Like I said earlier, I'm really sad Dragon Ball, the new Fighter Z game, didn't make it in time. Because honestly, I think if it was in this category, it would have most people's votes right now. But it it looks good. It looks good. I don't know. I I mean, Marvel versus Capcom is very popular. Uh, usually, most of the well, the, the Capcom fighting games are usually pretty solid. And the fact that they've taken a very popular IP like Marvel and put them together, that might be a, a surefire bet. But you know, Tekken Seven for what it is has always been a solid fighting game series itself. So. God. 
Who knows? It's it, Who Tekken knows? has always been so technical, and it, of course, this is me admitting that I'm bad at Tekken. Um, I just never able to get into Tekken. I was definitely always a Soul Calibur person. Definitely from this list, though, Nidhogg. Well, Soul Calibur was a little bit more of a. It wasn't as frantic as like some of the Marvel, like the Capcom games were, right? Yeah. Like I wasn't fast enough, and you know, to get those like wall juggle combos and stuff. Even with Tekken too, so Tekken as well. So I, I could see there being a little bit of challenge. Tekken was more about timed button presses, it, you know, not displayed on the screen, but it was more timing than speed actually for Tekken. And that's where like a lot of button smashers, I think they're not pushing the buttons fast enough. And that's like the first mistake with Tekken. It's it's you're pushing the buttons too fast. Right, right. Okay. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else to add? I don't, I don't want to breeze over the category, but I mean, I don't think a lot of us are very big. Uh, no, I play no Nithog, games. I can comment on some of the a little bit more on some of these just real quick. Nithog, if you've never played it or watched anything about it, it's a very straightforward game, and it's hilarious to watch people play. Uh, so it's very. Is it a two D? Yeah, it's a two D, like back and forth. Um, it, I don't want to ruin it because because, but it's a great party game. It's a great party fighter. It's not really like huge on itself you know with lots of massive combos or anything like that it's just a very fun like 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 super smash brothers light sort of fighting game um marvel versus capcom infinite same thing you said there drew it's one of those super fast brawlers and it's sometimes you get overwhelmed but it's definitely a fun game injustice is one of those games that's it's good but i'm just i'm just not happy with dc right now so i I feel like I won't touch it, but as a fighting game, it's probably somewhere in between Tekken and Marvel. It's pretty good still. Arms, if you've ever seen anything of Arms, it's a ridiculous uh, motion control just, fighter game. Just looking at just looking at the cover art they selected for the you know nomination section here, I I it looks like all my ch- sister's childhood toys have been put into a video game if i had to guess because you know i feel like a lot of gamers have fallen out of the fighting category pretty heavily uh but I, if i had to make a guess for the ones that are still there honestly tekken has a huge following still and marvel versus capcom has a still a huge following there with injustice probably being your next best honorable mention so if i had to put forward a guess in this category i would say marvel versus capcom is going to take it and second place would be like tekken Okay, fair enough. Robbie, next category is yours, my man. I just want to say quickly about fighting games. I don't really play them much anymore, aside from if a new Soul Calibur came out, which seems to be the general sentiment among this crew. But I just don't find the gameplay of memorizing button combinations and putting my opponent into a situation where they have absolutely no defense, like because they've been locked into some type of combo that is unbreakable and they just have to eat the damage once they get put into it. Like, I just don't find that fun anymore. Like, sure, I could memorize the combos and execute them, but I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. It's too bad a Guilty Gear game didn't come out this year. That would have been great. I would have voted for that. Well, that's what that's why I was asking. That's why I was sad that the Dragon Ball Z game didn't make it to the list because uh, it is made by the same people that made Blaze Blue and some of those other games. Right, and it and it looks like the Capcom style gameplay, but with like the awesome art, credible art. But anyway, um, when, uh, Dragon Ball Ultimate Fighter, whatever it's called, is not out yet, is it? Isn't it still yet to be released? Uh, Fighter Z, I'm pretty sure it's out now. Oh shit! Okay, well I might have to buy that because I really it looked good. 
outside of my wheelhouse, but I'm okay with that once in a while. Um, all right, Robbie, this category is yours. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. We have Splatoon 2, Sonic Mania, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Super Mario Odyssey. Nintendo owns this category, obviously. I only have one question. Why is any Sonic game ever on this list? Seriously. You know, I thought about that too, actually. I asked myself that same question, and I was thinking back to when I was a child and I I owned a Sonic game, and believe it or not, I actually did play a lot of Sonic games with my family, even though they weren't widely multiplayer that was a game that we did a lot of controller passing on. It was like, you know, one, one family member would take a turn, and when they died, they would pass the controller, and then the next family member would go. You couldn't really play at the same time, but it definitely did get a family slot at the table when what game you should play as a family came up. Uh, so I decided that maybe it is okay on this list, but that's my opinion. Fair enough. It won't win, though. No, it won't. <laughs> well, who do you, who do you think is going to take it? Yeah, I think Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I think Odyssey's gonna take this one. Uh I think Odyssey will take it. The close second will be I'm gonna disagree. I think it's probably Mario plus Rabbit. Um, wow. That surprised me. My beat on this category is gonna be it's Mario Kart eight that takes it, and then it's gonna be um if I had to, to you know what? I'm I'm putting all my chips on Mario Kart eight. I think uh, I think PUBG will win, and I want PUBG to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best strategy game, best game focused on real time or turn based strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Uh, XCOM Two: War of the Chosen, Tooth and Tail, Total War: Warhammer Two, uh, Halo Wars Two, and Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Interesting, interesting. I'm behind in my strategy games so i mean i played xcom and the and the expansion previous but not this war of the chosen i hear it's amazing tooth and tail a tail looks like something awesome i want to play total war warhammer 2 was was boring i I didn't enjoy it as much halo wars no idea and mario plus rabbits kingdom battle i think i'm a little bit beyond its uh, audience so i don't know what do you guys think uh i think xcom 2 wins it and that would be my pick too Hmm. Also, if it's turn-based strategy, why isn't Divinity Original Sin 2 on here? See, Ty, they did what you were saying they should have done earlier, except with this category. Yeah, okay. They're just doing it in a way to edge out all the games that I think deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think I'd also give this category to XCOM 2. Okay. I, I've been following Tooth and Tail, and I just I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but... Um, it looks good I do think XCOM 2 is going to win okay uh, best sports racing game that's even further away from my wheelhouse as um, what this one gets 6 in the category alright so for the best traditional non-traditional sports racing game Project Cars 2 Pro Evolution Soccer 2008 NBA 2K18 GT Sport Forza Motorsport 2 and FIFA 18. 
So I'm I'm not a sports or racing guy anymore. Those those days are behind me. So I'm I'm completely at a loss. I vote for the <laughs> one that doesn't have microtransactions. <laughs> All right. Yeah, me too. So does that mean we're moving on to me the next too. category? <laughs> I have no idea. I literally have nothing to say about any of these games. I haven't even looked at them, let alone played any of them. Well, I know nothing about any of them. I I will say I will say this. A few weeks ago we did a podcast talked a bit about simulators. And I mean, I'm not someone who's going to own, you know, top of the line cars or really necessarily get the chance to take like a high end car around an awesome course. And so some of these car games are so detailed and have excellent control, especially if you get like a steering wheel too, like a nice quality one, you know, you can really get that experience or at least as close as possible. So I could, I could see the appeal, but just with time being limited, I, I kind of tend to go towards some of the more popular AAA titles or stick to my rpg strategy game so oh my god ty why don't you take us down to the next category yeah oh thank you so much best multiplayer for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences irrespective of game genre now i got a problem we had a discussion earlier about how we weren't sure if PUBG deserved to be in the game of the year category because it uh, wasn't a finished game However, there is a game in this category that doesn't deserve to be in here by any measure whatsoever. (laughs) And it's the first game on the list, which is Fortnite. So, real quick, the game choices are Fortnite, Call of Duty World War II, Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8, Destiny 2, and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. How the hell... Did Fortnite wind up in the best multiplayer category? Because it copied player on that game is trash, and they hit. Tw- but it it doesn't say battle royale. Okay, here's the thing: they want to say that the battle royale is the is what like deserves the nomination. That's fine, but here's the thing: this game is going to get a vote, is getting nominated for an award. When the majority, like the, the, the aspect of the game that was initially designed is complete and utter trash. I mean, trash. That, that is messed up. You want to talk about something that doesn't, didn't even deserve it no matter what? It's that game. That is actually wrong. The fact that that game is there and there's no, like, I, like it would need like 6,000 asterisks in front of it saying... This is only for the Battle Royale. The rest of this game doesn't deserve anything. Ty, I want so hard to, like, enter my troll mode and disagree to you, but, like, my sensibilities, I'll be honest with you. When I scrolled down to this category, I said the same thing. I looked at Fortnite and I vocally said, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. So, this is... you guys didn't like the game, and that's that's fair, but I think that your opinion is not shared by a lot of people. And there's been a lot of talk, especially with the with the release of the PUBG style Fortnite free to play that they did. But here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off. I talk to people all the time, other gamers, and I say, "You like, oh yeah, I love Fortnite." But then I ask them, "Did you play the the like original game, the non battle royale?" And they're like, "Oh no, I haven't even touched it." It's literally riding on ripping off PUBG. And people have forgotten that there's an entire other section of the game that's literally, like, 
try like it's like a ripping you off simulator like that is shady that alone should disqualify this game so you believe that games should be disqualified based on criteria now no like well yes based on criteria that's valid and i i described why i described why i think PUBG deserves to be in the category for those of you just joining us we are four game lawyers uh discussing the categories of <laughs> no no for if fortnite wins this and i'm pretty sure it won't because PUBG is in this list like just real quick for my votes PUBG should win and PUBG's going that's to also win. my vote hands PUBG down should win this category hands down. and PUBG will win that's my vote as well actually um, but the fact the fact that the fact that Fortnite is on this list is the first thing that I've seen that is actually like in error and insulting. It would be like if I made a racing game, but inside my racing game there was a place you could drive to that actually puts you into a first person shooter, and then my racing game gets nominated for the first person shooter that's in my racing game. Like it just yeah, makes no sense. Exactly. So I'm with you on that. Exactly. I'm with you on that. And Did you I play Fortnite, vote- Drew? I no, I didn't, and I'm not necessarily arguing the case for Fortnite. I'm just trying to rib tie. Oh no, bit. I got you. No, no, it, their <laughs> I, example I do, about I do believe I do believe that that it's you know he's being hard on the game, sure, but uh, there are a lot of people out there that do genuinely enjoy. No, it. no, but le- like it's not as bad a game as 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 Ty feels it is, at least in the opinion no. of a lot of other people. But most of the time, Drew, I would think that would be a very legitimate thing to say. Not in this case. Okay, well, you this feel game passionate. is as bad. It is as bad as we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, for the sake of time, we got to move on. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Next category, we're going to skip. Most anticipated game presented by McCafe, which I believe is McDonald's. Yeah, McCafe, so that's, yeah. Yeah, so it's most anticipated game presented by McCafe. Like, what? what is that doing there? I, I just I want to go buy a dollar coffee, but what else? They have a lot of ca- they have a lot of categories that are like sponsored by. Yeah, like they're trying to fill a, a, a like time, and that's just a waste of our time. So we're going to skip over it. Uh, Bobby, why don't okay. you take us down to the one after that? Uh, best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Nice. Why is Pyre in this list? <laughs> Did they just not have what, anything what else is to the put list? in there? Uh, so the, the list, list is Pyre, Night in the Woods, Cuphead, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Hellblade. See, creative okay. and technical achievement. <sighs> creative and technical achievement. Cuphead? It's Cuphead for me. It's Cuphead, and Cuphead's going to win. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. For creativity, I feel like probably Edith Finch and Night in the Woods are probably the next most creative games. But as far as like technical, honestly, I don't think they're very technical games. Honestly, I think Hellblade should win, and I think Cuphead will win. the The Cuphead, uh, the Hellblade's not necessarily anything like super new. It's just a very well-refined experience that's, like, one of the most immersive games you can get because of their very creative use of, uh, like, limited-to-know-UI. no uh, UI. And I think that's the most creative thing on this list. Pyre tried to do a thing, and I would have given it to Pyre if they had actually managed to pull off... A, a game? A game, but it's not really a game. Like, a lot of the other aspects of it are pretty cool, but 
It's just not fun. <laughs> so it's hard to give creative credit to something that doesn't work. And Cuphead... Uh, the problem with Cuphead is it'll win, but it's it didn't invent anything. No. It It's literally recycling a whole bunch of stuff that's already been done. And, I mean, it does it in a creative way, but it didn't invent anything. <laughs> It's it's just a good game. It's a good game that's that's a, a well, bullet hell, a, like a boss fighter, and it uses old school animation. Well, yeah, but it's not like they just took animation cells that exist and then just slap it onto a console. Like you actually have to craft a game in that style. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's you know, not, and, and that's you could, not really well. It's inspired by right, and no one's done a game like this before. So I mean, I consider that to be innovative in a sense, where they took something classic like that and then made it into a game. Well, I think that's a technical technically achievement. it says creative and technical achievement. It may not be creative, but it could still be a creative achievement because of the amount of time well, it takes to actually draw out all of that stuff. I would argue a different point on that because like, creative would be the art assets. The technical would be like Ty said, like you actually invented a new system. Like they didn't do that. It's, it's really just a straight up shooter, which is fine. And... It's definitely pulling ahead in the creative department, in my opinion. Okay. I'd agree with that. Fair enough. I agree with that. So I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, PUBG will win, and I want PUBG to win. <laughs> that joke is getting tired, but I'm still going to use it. Uh, all right. So, guys, i got to call pull executive privilege here. We're going to skip over. It's interesting that they have a best student game, but I don't know. Have any of you guys played any of these at all? None. All right, no, we'll no. skip over it. Um, I do not want to talk about best trending gamer because that's just like who's the best influencer, YouTube and esports. Um, I would like to talk about uh, a different category that's similar to the indie game, and that's the best debut indie game presented by. Oh, shit, God damn it! I read the ad presented by Product Placement, but it's recognizing a new independent studio that released its first game in 2017. And this winner now, this category is is selected completely by fan voting. And the games that are there is uh, Slime Rancher, Mr. Shifty, Hollow Knight, Golf Story, and Cuphead. Quickly, I have not played any of these games at all, but I've heard a lot about each of them. And I could honestly say that based on what I've heard, it could go any way. What do you guys think? Have you have you tried these games? And do you think that... Well, first off, let me ask this. Do you find it an interesting category? And do you think it deserves to be a category outside of, you know, best indie game? Yes. I think it deserves to be a category because um, indie games are going to be one of the few things that will save us from microtransaction all the hell. triple yeah the triple A shenanigans. As for who will win, I'm uh, again I'm gonna give it to Cuphead. It's a well-known name. It's a good. It is a fun game. Like all cr- other criticisms aside, it is a solid game. However, for me personally, I really like Hollow Knight. And I, I've played, I haven't beat it yet, but I, I've played uh, through most of it. And it's actually, I, I, I don't know, I just kind of have a soft spot for Metroidvania. And it, it's, like, I don't get, we don't get enough of those games, like Metroidvania, kind of like Ori on the Blind Forest 2 was another really uh, good Ori. game. So good. I didn't count, but is Cuphead got the most nominations? I see this game so. appear in a lot of categories. Does it? Maybe. Here, keep going. I'll count. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but I have to agree with Ty. I think that uh, Cuphead's going to win it, but uh, I'd like Hollow Knight to win it, actually. I've seen a lot of Hollow Knight. 
Uh, it's definitely my second pick in this game. Uh, Golf Story, actually, for honorable mentions, Golf Story is a game that, it's one of those games that just, its name makes nobody want to play it, but the game is actually pretty interesting. And you think it's a game that's mostly about golfing, but it's, like, a lot of the game is actually not about golfing, which I'm just like, why is it called Golf Story? But golf is part of the story of the game, so that's why, but... It's a very interesting game. I'd, I'd say it's my third. Interesting. You know, look, looking through all these categories, especially this one, and I think that like I'm a pretty decent gamer, but I just I can't hold a candle to the cascade of games that come out on a regular basis to try to keep on top of it. So I mean, Bobby, honestly, I'm 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 in awe of you because I think of the four of us, you happen to have the widest breadth of knowledge. Like you know, you you. Like, even if you haven't played something, at least you take a look at it and then, like, you know, you watch streams, you probably read up on it a little deeper. Yeah. Not that, Rob, you entire slouches, but I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm impressed by that. But I, I just, I, I have personally, in my defense, I feel I need to defend myself. I just, I don't always have time and the energy to really game all the time. So I have to kind of use it use it effectively so i'm okay with with missing out on some stuff because i mean it's not like <clears throat> when these games release they're out for three months and then they disappear forever well i, I it, that might be a case if it was an online game that requires a player base and then if you know people play it for a little bit and then everyone moves on it might die sure but you know there are lots of single player games or games that have a single player component that i could always go back to so i'm okay with that that's fair quick side note Cuphead has five nom- nominations, but Breath of the Wild has six. Really? I Maybe it's just yep. because of Cuphead's, you know, just anecdotally, it looks like it shows up more because it's brighter and it, it's louder an image. Maybe that's why. Yeah. And there's, I, I didn't check Mario Odyssey either. That, that one could also beat it. Right. Right. Interesting. Um, there is one more category. Best Chinese game. <laughs> China, China has a huge market. They do. And so, I mean, like, I, I'm not surprised at all by this, by this category, but I mean, I have not touched any of them. I haven't touched any of these games either, but I do want to, I want to say that, you know, we should actually have a Chinese game section because honestly, because I think it's coming. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more games from China because their game industry is getting bigger and it's coming out, you know, it's coming into its own and they're beginning to consider, oh, absolutely. you know, actually localizing that stuff globally. Uh, well, uh, so, I mean, China, China has obviously a huge population and lately in the last 20 to 30 years, uh, the middle class in China has really grown and gotten stronger. And uh, with that, I mean, they've become a lot more consumers, especially on the international market. I mean, if a movie flops in North America and even, you know, Western Europe, China usually will prop it up if it's a decent movie with enough Chinese content to make it into the country. You know, so sometimes like, ah, it failed in America, but don't worry about because, you know, China picked it up. And so Tom Cruise will make a second mummy movie. That's (laughs) fine. But 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 me saying that is just to say that they've been consuming a lot of games you know, like Overwatch in China is is doing pretty decent. And I'm glad to see that they're making their own because they have a unique cultural perspective. And with the fact that, you know, technology is so readily available, the world is flat in a lot of ways that, you know, that we could see some crazy stuff coming out of there that we wouldn't get a chance to to see inside the North American bubble. So I'm I'm all for this category. 100% for it. 
Yeah, so it's it's uh, best Chinese game, a fan voted award to recognize the most popular game in China, uh, as judged by the Game Awards viewers in China. So I, I don't think that we get to uh, say, you know, voting on Google or anything like that. But obviously, China will select the game for themselves. So, and I'm hoping I'm not. I don't want to be too cynical and suspect that you know this category was added so that the Game Awards get picked up in China. But that does happen sometimes, where they need to have a Chinese element in there in order for it to to be to be placed there. I'm looking at you, Transformers. <laughs> well, guys, that that's the list. Oh. Uh, apologies that we didn't get to everything. Oh, Bobby, I was going to say, I, I know we didn't want to cover the trending gamer section, but I do want to put in one note about that section because I just don't want to leave this. Uh, the first option in that you category know. was a person named Steven Spone. I can't, I can't know his last name. Of Able Gamers. The only reason I want to mention him really quickly is he is part of a group of those gamers that when you have people coming back from war, veterans things like that and they've lost okay. limbs or things like that they de- you know they were big in developing the hardware for them to play with just one hand or if they've lost both their hands play with their foot or something like that right developing that equipment uh and that was something that was really important in 2017 coming out with those peripherals for disabled people to play video games and that's the only reason i really wanted to mention him i don't think he'll stand up to the other people in that category and i won't really go into that category but i was really glad to actually see him in that category because he deserves to be there as someone who was important in 2017 uh okay well that's fair um streamer influencer or media member who has the most important impact on the industry this calendar year uh i'm the first to admit that i'm pretty jaded and i don't try to i try to avoid like the celebrity culture kind of thing and that's what i really thought this category is so i need to check myself before i get myself in some trouble because you know, that's actually worth mentioning, Bobby, and thank you for bringing it up because that's good. Like that That's a positive yeah. contribution to society, Absolutely. right? I mean, obviously, I mean, like regardless of your politics, like going to war and then coming back into civilian society is a very difficult transition. And so to take something like video games, which is uh, not just purely recreational, it can be educational as well. And it's, in this case, it's rehab- rehabilitating for some. And so that's awesome. That's awesome to see. So based on what you just said, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look into to Able Gamers to see if, uh, well, to see what it's all about. Because, I mean, if that's something worth talking about, then that's yeah, good. Yeah, definitely a shout right? out to because Able good, Gamers. Good initiatives. Yeah, Able Gamers. Well, that's a good initiatives like that deserve a shout out and our attention and our support. Well, guys, that's the list. Um, we, we did have to ax them out for the sake of time. And I appreciate you uh, enduring the category for two uh, two episodes, but you know, there's a lot of lot of discussion to be had around this. You know, obviously, on the categories, what they mean, are they quite uh, factored out? And it'll be interesting to see over the next few years how the game awards shape. Like, do they try to change the category uh, next year, or and you know, it's all up in the air. But what we'll do is we're gonna, you know, in in 12 days time, we're gonna take a look at the awards themselves. Uh, I believe we'll retweet. Uh, sorry, retweet it, live tweet them, just to kind of you know, take part in the conversation online to see how things unfold. Uh, before we got sign off, uh, gentlemen, do you think this will be a good show to watch or do you think it's going to be kind of a yawn fest? I'm always curious to see how these types of shows are going to play out. Like, is it going to be like, what's the production level going to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm actually curious to see it. Uh, from my understanding, and actually this is going to be the first one I, I'm really paying attention to as well. 
because uh, in the past they really haven't. But looking into the past and seeing what people have been saying about some of the past broadcasts is, you know, sometimes they do actually have a pretty high production value. Uh, sometimes they do announce new games uh, during the Game Awards, games that are coming in the future. So you may see new things during the Game Awards. I think they'll try to make it not a snooze fest. Uh, so I'm hoping for that, but it very well could end up being one, depending on what they announce. Well, that's that's the hope, right? I mean, I'm I'm not a fan. Like I used to watch the Oscars and care, but I don't so much anymore. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more into gaming these days. So I mean, it, it's kind of nice to see. I, I like the make the prediction and then to see how it stacks up, because we you know when you get those upsets and everyone's like, oh, and to see the you know the hashtag take off and everyone's <laughs> get angry about it. That's that's kind of fun. So I'm excited for that part. Halfway free card uh, game. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do a live. Where do we game from here? Live stream. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> but what what we'll do is we'll watch it as a group, and you can follow us along on on the on on social media. But we'll do an episode after the broadcast, and then we'll talk about uh, how what the results are. And that's gonna do it for episode seventy five of Where Do We Game From Here. And we look forward to bringing more great conversations about games soon. Uh, if you missed our part one of uh, the Video Game Awards, the first half of the nomination list, uh, our previous episode, 74, is there up on SoundCloud for you to listen to. If you want to get in touch with us with any questions or comments or even want to submit your uh, what your predictions are going to be for each of the categories, or if you have any feedback on, you know, how you feel the categories are sorted out, please let us know. You can hit us up on email. We're at, at where do we game at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at where do we game. And of course, head on over to facebook.com slash where do we game and give our Facebook page a like. And we'll thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time when we figure out where do we game from here. <laughs>